All gas, no brake. Waggy sauce, Gardner. Um, I mean, that boy's a dog, man. And, uh, that boy a dog, for real. Listen, thank you. We're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. And I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Well, folks, the margin of error has certainly slimmed down. A, I mean, there's really no room for error anymore with the Jets season. It's the Jets Way podcast. Jake, Sean, and Lorenzo. Guys, is it... Is it time to press the red button of just full-on panic mode after what we saw on Sunday in Orchard Park, Buffalo? I'm going to go – I'm going to start it off and say no. Um, I think we faced two pretty, pretty good, solid teams the last two games, and, you know, we just came up short in in both those games by by one possession, both in the road, I I might add. Um, You know, we have the next two games at home. Um, I definitely think, though, for the long long term we have to win out, but – um, I'm still pretty confident in this team to, to get the job done. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button, but like like Jake said, you know, there's really no margin for error here. Absolutely have to win the next two at home and hope things break our way, but it's still right all out in front of us. You guys are a lot more optimistic. I'm very worried. I'm very concerned. And here's why, for starters, before we get into the game. Defense. It's been unacceptable. It's been flat out unacceptable. The Jets have lost. Uh, three of their last four games. And if you really exclude the turnover against Chicago in the fourth quarter when the game's over, they haven't forced a turnover. They haven't fallen on a fumble, haven't forced a, an interception. In the beginning of the year when this team was really going well, the defense was forcing those turnovers. We're on here talking about winning the turnover battle. Hasn't been the case lately. And as much as we love Mike White, our offense is still not good enough to win football games against teams like Buffalo and Minnesota, namely, to win if we're not winning the turnover battle. So that's a big concern. And the schedule, everybody wants to say it's a little soft and I get it. It it could be worse. I look at new England's. That's a really tough schedule. My, my own. I don't know if you guys have seen what Belichick and company have. Of course, Belichick gets all the breaks last night too, with Kyler Murray going out and Colt McCoy, Deandre Hopkins, just fumbling the game away. Of course. And of course they happen to just stay in bounds. Right. I don't know if you guys saw the game last night, but, um, you know, this is a tough schedule, man. Detroit is surging. You have to respect that team. Geno Smith, you have to respect him in the year he's had. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, damn it, Braden, man, you're a terrible punter. And you made the you decide to make a tackle on, uh, on uh, I forget who the punt returner was for the Rams in 2020, but against <laughs> Marcus Jones and the Patriots, you can't tackle. So um, would have been nice to add Trevor Lawrence and then Miami in week 18. So I'm definitely a little worried, guys plain and simple i mean i think for me um again i alluded alluded to it earlier i just think we had just happened to face two really good teams on the road and you know if if one play goes our way especially against minnesota we can point to a lot of different plays but um that game in buffalo was weird um just with with the injuries that was going on um mike white gets out the game and we immediately turned the ball over he comes back in the game. We immediately t- turn the ball over on the on the ensuing drive. So um, I think it's just like the two weird games with one play that just doesn't go our way. And um, that's it. I think the defense relatively played well. You know, we held them to under 300 yards. I don't think Josh Allen had the, the best day. I don't think Stefan Diggs did anything that spe- spectacular. Yeah, again, 
There were a couple of misplays. That CJ Mosley penalty was was the horrible. turning point of the whole game. Definitely, definitely a turning point. You know, I I don't think they played perfect, but I think they maybe come back back down to earth a little bit, if you want to put it that in that category. But um, again, I think this this team still has um, a really good shot. Um, and again, if health is on our side, I think we have a shot against any of these teams that we, we match up in the last four. Yeah, as far as like making the playoffs goes, like I'm definitely worried. Like it kind of be like stupid to not say you're worried, but like just looking at like I looking at this way because we want to make the playoffs, we we want to end the drought, but we're here. Like this is what we asked for to be in the hunt, and we found a lot of things out about this team this year. The coach seems like the guy. We got a bunch of young players. Hit on a ton of draft picks. Obviously, we still want to make the playoffs. And I agree with Lorenzo. We we kind of contained Josh Allen this year. Like we we gave him fits. Like yeah, he's gonna hit those plays because every like great quarterback does. But just a few things didn't break our way. Those two fumbles absolutely killed us. Joe Flacco needs to be inactive. That guy should not be active. He's a statue. No pocket awareness whatsoever. And I feel bad for Michael Carter because obviously his touches have been hurt. But I think he's a good player. Just. Those two fumbles absolutely killed us. Let me get on three people, namely, from the, the game on. Because, honestly, I thought it was a disaster. And I think I get it. They battled hard. But the defense, namely C.J. Mosley, what are you doing? You know they're not going to snap the ball. You know they're going to kick the field goal. What are you doing? You're supposed to be the veteran leader of this defense. You look like an idiot out there. I mean, give me a break. That's unacceptable. That's not something a playoff team does, C.J. Mosley. And then they give up the touchdown. And then another part of the defense that annoys me, and they did it last week too. I don't know if you guys – of course you guys remember. They did it last week in Minnesota with the offense scored a touchdown and we had momentum going. They just let the Bills go right down the field. Zonovan, Bam, Knight, I mean, it's that has to be the RB1 for the rest of the way, right? There's no way you're going to take him out of the lineup. <laughs> just where has he been all year, right? How good is Zonovan, Bam, Knight? He scores a touchdown. The offense looks like they're really getting their footing. And boom, Josh Allen goes right down the field. All momentum is gone. The building was starting to get silent. The crowd gets right back into it. That's unacceptable. That's something that we saw a lot from Rex's defenses, where they just give up killing long, back-breaking drives. And I touted them as the best defense in the NFL. Unfortunately, that's looking like I was wrong. And I hopefully they get back on, uh, on track. But not good there. Mike LaFleur, he's terrible. Enough with Mike LaFleur. I, I would just like to say this to the people out there, and obviously we're not experts of play calling, and probably anybody on the couch aren't either. What are we doing calling a halfback dive every other first and 10? It's not working. Zonovan Bam Knight, he's not really a between-the-tackles runner. He's not. He's more of a, a counters pitch, get him on the outside, make one guy miss, get him into open space, do something. You are not running it up the middle against Ed Oliver and those boys on the Buffalo defensive line. The two guards, Tomlinson and Herbig, got bodied yesterday by Buffalo's defensive line. That was terrible. And Mike LaFleur never adapted there. And Joe Flacco comes into the game. What are you doing throwing passes? What are you doing? You think you maybe get him in a little bit of a rhythm. And this is why they start off so poor, too, every single week with Mike White. He never lets the quarterback get into a rhythm with easy throws, screens, out routes, intermediate passes where they can where the receivers can run after the catch. Let the quarterback get in a damn rhythm. What are you doing? It's been terrible. Their game plans have been horrific 
the last month or two under Mike LaFleur. So he's terrible. And the punter. Can we please get a punter? This guy is terrible. On a weekly basis, this guy shanks a punt. He's falling on kickoffs. They took him out of doing that. He's shanking punts left and right. Enough. The experience, I get it. You drafted the kid. He is terrible. Grab somebody else. Get rid of him now. Yeah, and I definitely want to just go back to defense. I definitely agree that, you know, they haven't played. I agree with you that they haven't played, like, the best defense in the NFL like we we thought they were, um, and they definitely deserve criticism. Um, I definitely think the O-line had a terrible day um, against the Bills' uh, front four. Um, we couldn't get the running game going whatsoever, and I, I agree with you. I think Michael Floyd, there, there's a lot of things that need to be changed. Um, one, I definitely think Bam Knight needs to be in there almost every play. Um, I think in the last three or four games that, you know, that he's, he's been in, he's been the best running back that we've had. Um, and yeah, I definitely think the play calling needs a little bit of adjustment. Um, I also want to take it a step further and say, I think Elijah Moore should definitely be playing ahead of Braxton Berrios and a lot of, um, you know, the, these personnel things like that. Every, so every dot, um, every drive. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, I think Elijah Moore is a more talented player. Yeah. Braxton Berrios is a, is a gadget guy, but, um, you know, definitely want to, uh, touch on that as well all all great points by you guys i mean i'm not ready to give up on mike laford just yet but like he's been bad obviously the red Terrible. zone has been bad uh the offensive line just a crazy disappointing game almost getting mike white killed but mike you know another game where he he made a lot of big time throws on sunday mike white is the the quarterback of this team moving forward i don't want to see zach wilson starting and anybody out there saying zach wilson should be starting. Please go check yourself. I don't know if you're just doing that for attention. I don't know if you're you're a bot. I mean, who the hell knows this day and age and with social media? Zach Wilson is not even a fraction of the quarterback Mike White is. Mike White is tough as nails. He's got the locker room and the throws that we've seen Mike White make in the small sample size, we've never seen Zach Wilson make. One complaint that I do have about Mike White, more like one and a half complaints I do have about uh, Mike White. Number one, He's got to stop throwing before the marker on third downs. I hate that with a passion. I get it. It's better than an interception. You don't want to turn the ball over. But, guy, there's some there's some instances where can we can we maybe try and throw it over the marker? You see what I'm saying? You have time. Maybe can we try and extend the play? You see what I'm saying here, guys? I hate that, where he just dumps it off and it's just uncompetitive. I get it. This is just kind of the offense that we're running, especially early in the games. I would like the play calling, to be honest with you, maybe a little bit more aggressive earlier in the games because it's been very conservative and blah, and we kind of need to strike first because we've been starting off horribly. you got to do something differently. So that's a complaint, and he needs to move his leg. He needs to use his legs a little bit more, in my opinion, where he's got alleys to run and receivers may not be open. you got to take off and run, and I think that does come with experience, but those are really my only two knocks against Mike White because what else can you really knock against the guy since he's taken over? Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I mean, especially your points of like not trusting your legs, not using your legs. I think um there were a couple times where he just took really bad sacks uh, against the Bills. Um, I can't remember exactly what quarter, but uh there were definitely multiple plays where either you got to get the ball out or you got to just trust your legs and and put your head down and run. Um, can't take a sack, especially those. You know, we had too many third and longs um against the Bills, so um definitely want to see that change. But yeah, man, I don't really have too many complaints about. The Mike White performance, you know, obviously we've lost the last two games when he's been the starter, but um, I definitely don't think it's be been because of him. Um, and, you know, this guy basically broke his ribs or whatever, and 
you know, he's still finding it back in the game. Um, so definitely no complaints um, from my perspective. When I saw him coming back out after he went to the locker room, that just fired me up so much. I thought I thought we really had a chance when he came out, but obviously things didn't work out. But I thought so too. Well, yeah. Michael just, Carter blew that. I mean, yeah, just that was that was I was very mad at that. Must be nice recovering not one but two fumbles <laughs> for Buffalo. I wonder what that feels like. Could never be us. And uh, the day. Flacco call just really annoyed me. Michael Carter, what happened to him? What happened to him? He might have been hurt longer. He just doesn't look like the same guy from last year. And he, he did look good earlier in the year. It just seems like as soon as Brees Hall went out, Michael Carter went out too. He just never looked the same since Brees Hall hasn't been in the backfield. The offense needs to run with Zonovan Bam Knight moving forward. And um, honestly, maybe even next year, I don't want to talk about next year, but it looks like Zonovan Bam Knight might be the Jets RB2 next year as well because this guy runs with a purpose. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he makes people miss. I think he's averaging like 3.9 yards after contact since he's really taken over as the Jets running back. That's just a tremendous stat of itself right there for an undrafted free agent. So um, good for Bam Knight. Another thing that I would like to talk about, I think, and this is another knock I have against the defense. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm being unreasonable. The second half, and really this kind of stems with Quentin Williams going out of the game, the pass rush, non-existent. Did John Franklin Myers do anything yesterday other than getting pushed to the ground like a rag doll when Josh Allen ran in that touchdown? I didn't see him out there yesterday. I don't know about you guys. Carl Lawson, did did he do much yesterday outside of just jumping and probably should have gotten a stupid uh, personal foul penalty? And this is – I'm sorry to go off on a tangent here. Garrett Wilson, can we please get a flag? Uh, Garrett Wilson's getting hit in the head. I don't know if you remember earlier in the year in the Packer game, Brees Hall's out of bounds. He's getting hit in the head and thrown down out of bounds. We don't get – and Garrett Wilson gets the ball swatted out of his hands in the middle of the field. We don't get a flag there. No, 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 no. And then the officials threw that flag – that they picked up because they probably talked about, wow, this is a really bad look, the amount of calls we missed today. So I didn't see Carl Lawson yesterday either. The pass rush in the second half was non-existent for the amount of money we're paying them. It's unacceptable. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great point. Um, I think, and like you said, when when, when Big Q went down, um, things decided to change for the defense. Obviously, we also had um, Michael Clemens out as well. So another body that we couldn't utilize. But yeah, man, Carl Lawson was pretty non-existent. Um, same with John Franklin Myers. Um, and we, we, we definitely need more from those guys the, the last four games of the year, because, um, you know, I know we're not talking about next year, but you know, those guys could be cut if anything, you know, depending how they end the year. So, um, they definitely got to step it up, especially if, you know, if Q's out for this week or, you know, who knows with him at the moment, but, um, I agree, Jake. Yeah. You guys said it when, uh, Q and out, pretty much everything changed. Is there an update on him at, at all? 50-50. We'll learn more tomorrow, really, when they start get going. For the, I think Quinn Williams is going to play. He posted on his Instagram has something to. today. I think he's going to empty the tank. Uh, so he knows he has to play. I mean, I listen, mean yeah. Hey, go, ahead, go ahead, John. Uh, they they know what they're playing for right now. You know, this, this franchise hasn't made the playoffs in over a decade, so they know what they're playing for. So hopefully Big Q's out there. And one thing I, you know, I definitely wanted to add was I, I feel like the, you know, we've lost two two tough games, but I feel like the guys in the locker room are still still together, still believing in, in not only the team, but the quarterback and um, everything around it. I just have a lot of, you know, maybe this is blind faith for me, but I, I have a lot of faith in in Robert Sala and just like, and, and these guys just being ready to play um, these next four games. Yeah. Yes and no, bro. They, 
it's very uninspiring how they lost these games. And this is just not me being negative. It's just me going based off of what I've seen. Just the level of defense has been bad. And we're a team that's built off of defense, in my opinion. I think we go as defense goes. We are not good enough offensively to win these games without forcing turnovers. And we're really not good enough to just give up those drives or killers, man, that they've been giving up the last two weeks. Really, it's just like I get it. The stats may not look as bad as what we've seen, but third down has been bad. And then also the penalties that this defense has gotten called for have been a lot more from the beginning of the year. Some brutal, brutal penalties by the defense. It, we are going, we go as the defense goes, and the defense hasn't played like a top-tier defense. And that's why I think the team is losing, in all fairness. Yeah, I think I think that's very fair. I mean, listen, it I don't think the play of the defense has improved or been tremendous. I just think that, you know, I think that's our again, like you said, it's our strength, but um, we got two home games coming up. I, I think we match well uh, up against the Lions. Um, I'm looking for for some guys to come back in this defense and, and play well. Um, but I definitely think, you know, like you said, or, or like you said earlier, the last two games, I don't think, again, my opinion is I don't think they played that bad to lose, but I do think they had a couple drives where they let, they let things slip away or like that. It really um, impacted the game, uh, the game's impact. Can I um just go? Can I let you guys know of the uh, Jets' defensive rankings? Because I just saw them this year. The Jets' defensive rankings are: they're the third total defense, they're thirteenth against the run, fourth against the pass, and sixth scoring defense. To me, the scoring defense is really what matters. I don't really give a damn about yards. That's um, bending, not breaking. So, six in scoring defense is good against the run. It's it does need to be better, and it's been we saw once Quinn Williams went out of that game. The running lanes for Singletary and Josh Allen just opened up a lot. So we need big Q out there against Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And again, we don't even have that many defensive tackles to begin with. Um, I, I think Nathan Shepard you know, has played okay, but um, he's still Nathan Shepard. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, the, you, you know, we go, I think, I don't know who said it, but we go as Quinn and goes. Um, I think he's the anchor of this defense. He's our big run stuffer. So if we don't have him, like, like Jake said, the lanes will be open. But as far as the last two losses, like we were in both games until the end, but that obviously we're playing for wins. We're not playing for, you know, participation uh, game trophies here. But yeah, just uh, this team fights. So that's all you can hope for. And I get with uh, Lorenzo. I think Bob Sala is going to have these boys ready to play. Absolutely love what Sala said after the game. He said, we're going to see these guys again. Basically said we're going to the playoffs. I love that from Robert Sala. And I think that these players, and you're right, Lorenzo, they haven't really drifted apart. I think they realize that these games were winnable, and they think that what they're doing is the right thing. We'll see. We'll see indeed. And I'm I'm hopeful. And I'm really – and there's nobody that wants to make the playoffs more than us. Like, make no mistake. I, yeah, I'm, you guys see what I'm saying here. I want to make the playoffs so freaking bad, man. I couldn't even sleep. I was just so miserable on Sunday, man. I haven't been sleeping the last two days because I'm, I'm I'm being serious. Still, I mean, this is the type of stuff that happens when you don't go to the playoffs over ten years because it's tough to it because everyone's like, well, you know, you had a good year anyway. Well, you don't know what's gonna happen next year. You don't know what the injuries are gonna look like. The NFL is a year to year league. Who's to say you might look at the schedule before the season started? And we did the same thing this year, right? Remember when we said before the year started? Wow, the beginning half of that schedule is brutal. But once we get to the second half. We should feel great if we're in this position. Well, guess what, man? I felt better about the games in the beginning portion of the season. 
than we do now. You never know in the NFL. So anyone out there, it's like, well, wait till next year when all these guys are hurt. You don't know who else is going to be hurt next year. You don't know how they're going to come back. You don't know. That's why you need to take advantage of these opportunities. And that's why when I sit here, and maybe I wasn't as mad when they lost on Sunday, maybe just my anger and frustration stems back to Zach Wilson throwing away games to the New England Patriots. Those were games that truly got away, particularly the 10-3, to where you just needed something from your quarterback. And Zach Wilson did literally nothing, three yards of offense in the second half. That's something where Salah, you kind of let one go there, bro. You should have brought White in at halftime. We would have won that game, and we wouldn't be in this predicament. The Minnesota game, you look at that one, one or two yards away. Mike LaFleur doing dumb things, and I'm glad somebody brought it up. Braxton Berrios, please get him off the field in the red zone. Enough. Enough of the gadget plays to Braxton Berrios. Enough of throwing him the ball. If you need to give a guy a breather, great, all good. Put Denzel Mims in there. I mean, what are we doing throwing the ball to our shortest receiver, arguably, in the red zone? When you, when you're, it's a shorter field. That's for those jump balls. That's to give guys like Denzel Mims a shot. If Corey Davis comes back and plays this week, we all know my gripe with Corey Davis. Um, still got his weekly penalty before going out with an injury, I might add, but hopefully he's able to play because we kind of need him. Um, it's just stuff like that that really gets me aggravated when we lose games because you think back to the games that we simply threw away and even the beginning of the year and I think Sal has done a great job and he should be commended for that no doubt about it but still what why didn't you start Mike White the first three games of the year are you telling me that the Jets coaching staff truly believe after everything we've seen this year from Mike White that Joe Flacco gave them the best chance to win really come on now and that's the stuff I'm talking about we had a golden opportunity so hopefully it doesn't slip away yeah, and I, I think that's very fair. I've definitely had those same feelings. I feel like these past couple of days have been just long and I'm I'm just I wanna I wanna see the the end result before it gets here. Um but I yeah, I, I agree, man. There were a lot of some missed opportunity this missed opportunity this year. Um I definitely think, you know, we do have a bright future, but like you said, it's it's a year to year. Honestly, it's it's a week to week league in my opinion, because you know, again, we just played a game where four four top or four key guys got hurt and you know, you can't really predict those things, but um, overall, I, I have some faith in this team. I'll be at the game Sunday, so hopefully I, uh, you know, bring bring my luck to, to MetLife on Sunday. But um, yeah, I'm just I just want to take it one game at a time. But I think I think Rob Sal is going to have these guys going. Um, I think these guys are going to play well. Um, that's just that's just my feeling. You guys are right. We definitely let some games slip away this year. And if we don't make the playoffs, it's going to be a really tough pill to swallow. Just looking back at all the moments that just. I guess cause us not to miss the playoffs, whether it's Zach playing bad or just turnovers or Michael four not getting in the end zone in Minnesota. But yeah, you guys are right. But Hey, it's all right. fun of us right now. It's just, I hate to look back because I hate doing that. And, you know, hopefully they win. I think they I hope they run the table, man. I really do. But you know, you know how that always goes, having to rely upon teams because it would just be typical Jets luck to go 10 and seven, miss the playoffs on a tiebreaker, just like 2015. And then we sit here and kick ourselves in 2015 for blowing a game to Buffalo on Thursday night football a game that we should have won or blowing the, the week 17 game to Buffalo the, uh, to boot that year and then blowing the game to the Raiders that year. I hate to backtrack like that, but still um, <laughs> this year I can give the, I really think the three biggest turning points with this team. You think back, you should have had White start the year. You should have had Mike White start the year. Who knows the conversation we'd be having right now, in all honesty. That's where it really stems back to. Then, 
Brees Hall getting hurt. Let's be honest. He that's is a complete. That's really the one right that's there. The one. <laughs> if Brees Hall did not get hurt, I really think Zach Wilson may not have ever been benched because Brees Hall is – it's tough to get benched and lose football games when your running back is getting 200 yards a week, right? And Brees Hall really carried – and that's the thing, people. And I was kind of – I kind of fell victim to this too. Enough with Zach Wilson was five and two as a starter. No, 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 no. Brees Hall was five and two. <laughs> Brees Hall, seriously, Brees Hall was carrying the team. It, really, it was the Brees Hall Sauce Gardner show, DJ Reed. It was a, it was the Brees Hall and the defense show. None of that had to do with Zach Wilson. Seriously, almost none. So throw that argument out the window. You think back to the Brees, the Denver game was really the killer where you had Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker get hurt. The best offensive lineman. I, I get it. The offensive line has played okay since abt's injury but still to lose an abt um definitely hurts a lot so that we killed the jets not going to mike white in new england to me was another big turning point and then the one yard line against the uh the minnesota vikings i, I think you think back to those moments and those are the ones we're really gonna lose sleep over this offseason because we finally it was it's it's still right there in front of us man and i love how silas said i said it on the michael k show that we still control our own destiny, in my opinion, and he's right. I think if they do run the table, they will make the playoffs, but running the table is much easier said than done. We've seen this team get on winning streaks before. Hopefully they can do it again. That's where I'm going to leave it at right there. But, yeah, I definitely miss Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, man, with Brees Hall, uh, I just go back to that Minnesota game at the one. That's that's a Brees Hall TD. Um, but, yeah, man, I think I think those – I think you're, you hit it right on the, you know, right on the head there. Um, one thing I want to add, um, about Michael floor and, and Braxton Braille's and, and just red zone usage, but you know, why don't we use our tight ends in the red zone more? Like good question. Why don't we, we use them more in general, more, about- more in general, but like CJ Uzama was signed to be a red zone target. So was Tyler Conklin. Like we haven't seen those guys even utilized in the red zone that much this year, other than, you know, Tyler Conklin's, you know, two touchdown game against new England, but like. You know what I'm saying? When it when it matters, we got to use those big body receivers instead of, again, like you said, throwing to Braxton Berrios and the ball hits him, you know, straight in the straight in the helmet. That was an embarrassment. That's a great point. The tight ends have not been used in the red zone at all. And Tyler Conklin has been a disappointment. I would love to see the the muse uh Uzama more. And I've been saying it for a few weeks now. I think it, it comes down to that last game in Miami here. And you know, it's not gonna be easy, but hey. We beat him once, obviously without Tua, but we can do it. I'm not afraid of them. No. I think, uh, listen, you watch that game. I mean, Tua completed 10 passes. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Seriously. Um, I'm not that afraid of Miami, and I, I hate to look ahead. I'm going to be honest with you. The game I'm concerned the most about is the one this week against the Lions. I think the Lions are the best team on our schedule moving forward. And I, I sincerely mean that. And, look, we'll see what happens, obviously. But, yeah, Tua. Goodness gracious. And uh, going back to the tight ends, I kind of think of it like this. They signed CJ Uzama here because he was a great yards after the catch guy. And we saw it with the Bengals. When he got the ball in his hands, he got moving. And you, he's a good safety blanket for a quarterback. Why don't we use him more? I get it. He needs to help out with blocking, but you can't use him ever really in the passing game. What are we doing here? We paid all this money to tight ends. And I'm not the biggest Tyler Conklin guy. I really think that I would move off of them. And I'm not, I'm not the biggest guy. In my opinion, if I was running the team, I would draft that stud from Notre Dame mayor in the first round to be a really open up the playbook with a stud tight end and have him and Uzama running things. I think the offense would be a lot better with him, but I digress. Um, 
But yeah, they need to get the tight ends more involved because the offense right now, you look at it, it, it can be pretty predictable. And there's really no designed plays for our tight ends where you know, there's no boots and the tight ends there. You get throw a little. See, teams just create offense easily in the NFL. I feel like we haven't been doing that that much with Mike White. And when you think back to the game last year against the Bengals and a lot of the stuff we did against the Bears as well, it was a lot of easy throws. Seems to It seems to be a little different the last two weeks. I think Mike LaFleur has kind of taken the training wheels off a lot more. And I would like to go back to that, especially this week against the Lions defense, that they're not that good. They're not a very good tackling defense. They can be had defensively. It's really they get into these shootouts and win. That's how Detroit's been winning football games. So that's what I would like to see um, at MetLife Stadium in the freezing cold. It's going to be a cold one for sure. Um, I agree with your with everyone uh, talking about Conklin. I think you know, I thought he was really, you know, he was pretty solid the first half of the year. But I think the past couple of weeks, a lot of a lot of big drops or just not catching the ball. Um, I mean, even on that that Joe Flacco throw when he missed him, man, that that could have been a, a nice play for us. But um, yeah, no, I think I think with our our the amount of tight ends we have, I think we can we can definitely be creative with them. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how how Mike how Mike Lafleur you know changes up the game plan because I think there there needs to be some changes for sure. I also Rucker can be used next year. I mean, he's been not in the field at all this year. After that one drop he had, was that? What week that was, was that? The only target he's had. I think it was that was the Browns week two. Yeah. Week two, we had the yeah. I don't know how one good job. he is. Who knows? I mean, we'll see. But the Lions, yeah, they they are no tough task. Yeah, I definitely think the Detroit game will be tough. The closing remarks for me is number one: you cannot have Joe Flacco be the backup. We can't be a snap mm-hmm. away from Joe. It didn't even look like he wanted to play. If oh. we're being quite honest with you, it looked like ah oh, shit. I got to get in the game now. <laughs> I'm getting my exactly. check. I'm 37 years old. Ah, oh, come on. It's freezing cold. This is a vault. Hey, that's really what it looked like to me. That was an embarrassment. I would honestly cut him. What, what is he still doing here? Um, I would do that, and uh, I would maybe activate Strebler to the active roster. And if, if you really don't believe in Zach Wilson, make Strebler the backup, just anybody besides Joe Flacco. And also, please protect Garrett Wilson at all costs. I saw him go down. I'm like, well, <laughs> this is just wonderful. He got back up, but please, Lord, protect Garrett Wilson. He's the best Garrett Wilson, I don't know who's better, him or Sauce, this year, in all honesty. Um, Garrett Wilson is the best Jets offensive player I think I'm ever going to see the Jets draft. He is amazing. And Lord knows I was not thinking that when we drafted him. It feels great to be wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, nah, listen, man. You, you, Garrett Wilson is him. <laughs> there's, there's just no other way to put it. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I don't want to see Joe Flacco ever again. <laughs> I really – I almost turned off the game. I'll and, be honest. And Joiner too is another <laughs> disaster. My goodness, great hey. Yeah, they need a safety um, in the worst way. I I almost if Mike White didn't come back into the game, red zone almost was almost put on the TV because I wanted to turn it off. Too. It was uninspiring. It was uninspiring. And listen, yes, Sack has been bad, but he gives us a way better shot than Joe Flacco at this point. There was no worse feeling than seeing Joe Flacco <laughs> run onto the field. It's just like because you just why? knew, like, yeah, oh, you just this game to get bad right now. And I think Sal is making the change. Sal came out and said, "Oh, well, look. I mean, if you're not making a change, you stick to it, especially the day after." Flacco's done. It's got to be. <laughs> but uh, we will be back uh, later on this week talking about the game on Sunday. Big game against the Lions. Everybody knows that the uh, Jets are fighting for their lives essentially here at the Jets Way Podcast, and we're excited for the. The stretch run here. This is what it's all about, right? December football, no mock drafts, and 
uh, we're coming to an end here in 2022. We'll be in 2023. And just a, a quick little uh, shout out here for everyone that follows us, listens to us, talks to us. We had by far our best year as a program this past year in 2022. We can't thank everybody enough from uh, obviously uh, Sean and Lorenzo and myself. You, you think the other guys like uh, Benny who came on last week, always great talking to him. Joe Horning is a, another guy that's been with us from day one. And um, just a quick little shout out to this one guy. And um, we kind of get on him a decent amount for some, you know, he, he's, he's out. He could be a little out there at times. And I get, I poke a lot of fun at him with his ridiculous takes, his funny outfits, his jerseys and uh, whatnot. But a special shout out to our buddy, John Kaywood. He, You'll you probably heard if you listen to this point in the episode. We have a brand new intro to our program created by Kaywood. He even Kaywood even created the logo of the program. He does a lot of behind the scenes work for us, and it really is a good buddy of ours. We we play it's very playful and um, it's all out of good fun. But he really is a first class dude. So we, we're lucky to have Kaywood. So a big shout out to him for getting to this point. Especially thank you to everyone that takes the time out of their days and listens to us and. We get it. There's a ton of options to listen to for Jets content, especially this day and age. This is a different kind of program. It's not your traditional, let's just do this by the book, like ESPN, Fox, whatever, we'll do it. This is just kind of like three buddies just uh, getting together and talking. And if you like us, shout out to you guys. We have a ton of fun stuff coming in the upcoming year. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. We're going into year four next year as a program. Who would have thought that we would be around this long? So definitely some big things, including – the move to Instagram. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at Jets way podcast. Same as our Twitter handle. We'll be doing a little something fun there soon as well. And uh, yeah, we all know subscribe greatest piece of technology in my opinion and uh, leave us that five-star review on Apple podcasts and we'll see everyone on the flip side as always. Go, Go Jets. Jets.